This week on the Baseline Podcast, we break down the upcoming NFL draft. We give you our mock 1.0 draft, and it is going to be a full of surprises. We have many picks that no one thought would be happening. We also have picks that we think are sure lock-ins and much, much more. All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben. That's Josh. And we are back for another week uh it's been a busy week for myself uh it's been weird weather it's like was cold at practice on tuesday then tonight it was almost 60 degrees it was just weird i I didn't know what my brain was thinking um but no it's it's good to be back we have obviously march madness is here it there's some madness ohio state basketball is actually winning games they haven't been eliminated yet the dream's still alive i mean we're saying that now by the time this comes out they're probably been destroyed but that's besides the point uh it is fun to watch March Madness. You never know what's going to happen. There's a team that won their conference tournament, but because they're there's a uh, they have to wait a year, they can't actually make it the tournaments. Then the second place team, you know, oh, it, it just makes man, it dude. so much fun to watch March Madness. Josh, with all that being said, how has your week been? Man, the weeks the weeks was good, dude. As I told you last week, I went to Arnold Sports Festival. That was a blast uh, for the day that I was there. Uh, speaking of uh, madness, too, we had an upset yeah. in that with uh, Samson Dowda winning the the Arnold Ooh. Classic bodybuilding competition. Everybody expected Nick Walker to win, but not so fast, bud. Not and so then fast. Uh, nothing like a bunch of grown not- men looking at other grown men's bodies. Just nothing. Oh like yeah, it. because that's what we want to look like. <laughs> not we don't like looking at it. We want to look like that. Very uh, <laughs> clarifying. It. Important clarification there. But also speaking of madness, man, John Jones. John Jones, man. I don't think anybody. It. We we both picked John Jones to win yeah, the fight, did. but I think I picked it to go the distance and be by decision. I think you picked a second round I said TKO. TKO. I was close. You were close, and it was in the first round, like not even a minute into the fight. Yeah. He just, man, I I never it seen a like fight it's to like me. that, dude. I saw some of the highlights. To me, it seemed like Gon just didn't seem like he wanted to be there. I don't know. It was just me. It just kind of seemed like he was like not in the right headspace. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think John like, surprised him, honestly, dude. Yeah, I, I think, think he, he got caught off guard. Shell shocked by uh I guess John. And that was what I was waiting for too. It's like, okay, John's never fought heavyweight. He hasn't been in the ring for years. What's what what is he gonna look like? And I mean he just looks freak. as good as he He's ever has before. He's the goat, man. Now we gotta see him fight Stipe. Dana's gotta get Francis and Gandhi back in the UFC, dude, because we need some of those big time th- fights. And I and I really there are a lot of people I've heard say that they think Nganu's going to be pushed enough to be like, yeah, screw whatever I was asking for. Like, I just want to come back. Like, because fight John where's Jones, gonna, but where's yes. he going to go? Bellator, it's not going to be the same. Like, he's not going to be. I think, I think more. Uh, he was thinking like boxing, but yeah, but Fury would beat his rear end left and right. Like, I just, you know, Wilder's out there. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that he'd have to compete against on a on a on a nightly base or you know a yearly basis. Would you rather fight John Jones or Tyson Fury? Dude, I, the thing about that is, it's like it's like saying, would you rather get sliced by a machete or would you like get hit by a sledgehammer? Right? Like either way, <laughs> it just sucks. So sucks either way. But yeah. I, I think Francis would put up a good fight either way in any scenario. But, but honestly, the Francis and Ganu John Jones fight, I want to see it. Would you more imagine? so than Tyson Fury Francis and Tyson Fury that right hand? I can't imagine what that feels like across your face. That's just got to be like the like a brick wall just slammed against you. But no, it, yeah. it was interesting to me. And and I think it was cool to see him call out Stipe. It kind of reminded me of like a WWE type, you know, the yeah. way he just kind of called him out. I was like, all right, bro, like cameras on Stipe. Like you, you come to get me or not? Cause I, I'm here to fight. And I, the funniest thing was I saw this was interesting. You know how they talk about um, Khabib as like the best ever. And they showed a One stat of the best, yeah. that said that, John Jones has fought more title matches than Khabib has won matches in UFC. That was crazy, very dude. fascinating. He's defended belts more while wow. than yeah. wins that Khabib has had in WWE. I'm mean, not WWE. That's crazy. Sorry, yeah, John's been doing it for a while. But yeah, and John's good. Yeah, but we don't want to take up no, too much time sure. today. Uh, we got the NFL mock draft episode all set for you guys. We've seen the combine. We've been hearing some buzz. Yep. We're uh, we're thinking really hard about uh, team needs and uh, what makes sense for uh, Did certain it during teams my plan to take. Period. 
Yeah. So <sighs> we're gonna make most of the episode today mock drafts. So all yes, the sir. all the football fans are gonna love this one. Uh, if you want some college basketball, we might have time to talk a yeah, little bit about we'll that. See. But definitely next week, yeah, for we'll sure. be uh, yeah, filling yeah. out oh, brackets, 100%. making upset picks, and all that. So that'll be the basketball episode. Still waiting for the bracket to be laid out. But Ben, without further ado, yeah. mock draft 1.0 2023. Yep. Yes, sir. Number one pick. Yes. Who do you have on the clock? Is it so, the Bears? Have they traded the pick? Yes, they traded the pick because if they are so stupid enough to then trade Justin Fields, I think they that the Bears truly are done. Like it, you have a guy that is legit a I think a cornerstone of your franchise and don't, you don't mess around with it. So I have them trading the pick to the Colts. I think we both have the Colts here at trading yes. up to get it. I think it's the perfect spot because I think the Texans know, hey, who cares? We're going to get one of the top two QBs. does not matter, I think, for them who it is, right? Um, I, I also thought the Panthers could have been here, but I don't think the Panthers want to go that high and give up that much. Um, so I have the Colts here, and I, I was playing back fact, but I, this is the way I came with this. Who fits better in a Colts system and where the Colts play? Who fits better? And I thought C.J. Stroud fits better. Why? Because it's in a closed environment where we already know he can throw the ball. And we've seen what he does in closed mm. environments and he is unreal in closed environments. And so for me, and I also think CJ Stroud in the Colts system with a good running game, I think it just fits a little bit better than what Bryce young is. Um, again, I'm higher on CJ Stroud than I think some people, I think he's the most pure NFL style quarterback that's in the draft. Uh, and I also think his athleticism is sneakily underrated. That I was interested to see what his forty time is at his uh, at his pro day. See what some of these other times are. But we saw in the combine he was laying dimes. Like there was not a pass that that looked off from the way he threw. Um, and I, I really think that he's put himself up there with Bryce. And with Bryce not throwing, maybe CJ has a little edge. So right now I have CJ Stroud at number one. And I have the same. I have the Colts trading up. I think Carolina also could be in that mix to trade up. But uh, the Colts have been doing all these one-year rentals for a while, and I think finally they just need to get their guy. And ever since last year, I've been saying C.J. Stroud will be the best QB in the 2023 draft class. And here we have him going to the Colts. I think, like you said, really good fit with uh, indoors. Uh, They got uh, some weapons to work with, like Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman over there for him right away. Um, so the Colts get their guy right here. I like that. And then at number two, Texans right here, I think they just go ahead and take Bryce Young. Yeah. They got a new regime going, yeah. and uh, they'll just take whichever uh, quarterback, I guess, the Colts or the Panthers or whoever it is that's trading up doesn't take. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I've, I've been hearing rumblings of Jeremy Gar- of, of Garoppolo coming, and I'm like, Texans, don't be mm. stupid. Like, I know Garoppolo is very capable, and, like, maybe you're doing that as, like, a, you know, to keep him, you know, to – because if they're doing that, then that makes me lead to think that they might take Anthony Richardson. If they go get Garoppolo, maybe that's where they go, okay, we want Anthony Richardson, give him some time to develop, right? But it wouldn't yeah. make sense. It wouldn't make sense to take him if you're going to get Bryce Young. It wouldn't make sense to have him sit again behind. It'd be like a Trey Lance thing all over again. And your new head coach literally has been over there when that stuff's been happening. So that's, for me, what's interesting uh, in that case scenario. And, and I agree. I think Bryce Young should be picked in the top two. I think same with CJ Shroud. And Bryce Young just fits the Houston. It reminds me a lot of Deshaun Watson type of offense. It's going to be that type of offense. And with, I think, a little bit better of a quarterback coming out of college than what Deshaun was. And I, I just I think you can't go wrong. Like the Colts, if they trade up or whoever's number one and the you can't go wrong here. Like either one, that's what we want to say. Either one is a good pick right here. Yeah. I know there's uh probably the size concern with Bryce Young. Yep. There's the the fact he didn't throw, I think that's because he knows that he's not gonna have the most impressive arm. But yep. he's got the dog in him. He's got the, the dog in him, I man. think enough athleticism that he can kind of overcome some of that stuff and Texans uh Put enough around him, as we saw Alabama. Uh, Bryce Young was at his best when Alabama had all the pieces around him. Texans are going to have to slowly start doing that, which might also be a reason maybe why they don't take a quarterback or why they may uh, take a project quarterback and try to get those other pieces. And then when that man, maybe it is Anthony Richardson, is quote-unquote ready to go, then you got like all the roster ready to go. But Bryce Young makes more sense to me here too. Moving on to pick number three. 
this might be where we differ. So I think the Cardinals uh, need to beef up the defense. JJ Watts getting out of town. Oh, yeah. You got to get a, you got to get that uh, franchise pass rusher. And to me, that's Will Anderson. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Going, going the defensive route here. I think I, th- everybody was talking about Will Anderson possibly being like the Heisman candidate and he didn't have as impressive a season as this yeah. year, but nevertheless, still, uh, I think the best pass rusher coming out of the draft. And I think fits, uh, fills a role for the Cardinals right here. And at this point too, is also the best available player in my opinion for them to take. Yeah, it, it, it is a, it's a fascinating spot. I think I've been, this is the one I've been tossing. Like before the show, I was like telling my, I got to change something because Will Anderson makes sense. It, it makes the most obvious sense, right? Like you're losing JJ. Why? I think Chandler Jones is getting up there in age. Like he's not the same. Um, so it's very interesting for me, but actually this is where I have another trade. I have another trade. Another trade. Right okay. Here. I have the Cardinals. Just for the record, I have not projected any other trades in the draft other than that first one. I don't know who else might be a thing, yeah. but the Cardinals could be a team that trades back here. Yeah, I have the Cardinals trading down to nine, where would be the Carolina the Carolina's Panthers. coming up. Carolina taking Anthony Richardson at three. Mm. The reason I say this now, people are gonna look, be like Ben. You've been so against we Anthony don't Richardson. Think, yeah, I don't. I, think I've never been high of him. Ben this is the thing. Anthony Richardson's the third best. It's I guess Carolina's no. stupid enough to do it. You think? No, it's a combination. I think I, I will say this. Will I think Anthony Richardson has the ceiling to be a great quarterback if everything's unlocked. But we've talked about this the last few weeks. Can there be unlocked? If he couldn't do it at Florida, when when is that going to happen? And so for me. And the reason why I go Anthony Richardson is, yeah, there might be a lot of hype in it. I might change this in a month, which I probably will change this in a month. But what I do see now is like, I saw his numbers. He's a freak athlete. We know how much it reminds everyone of Cam Newton. And and guess who the ownership is? Guess who some of the, like there are still people around that know the Cam Newton thing. And for me, you get Anthony Richardson, you bring in another quarterback, whether that's Garoppolo, whether that's another veteran, you let, you let Anthony Richardson develop for a year. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but to be honest, this whole draft right now, to be honest, is a little crazy because we don't really don't know what we're getting after those top two. So I'm going to go Panthers trade up two, three to get Anthony Richardson. Three See, quarterbacks in a row. Here's the thing about Carolina. Carolina has, since Cam Newton regime, I guess, a different head coach, a different general manager, and a different owner yeah. since then. So I don't I don't know if I buy that narrative all that much. They could trade up, and I think if they did, the guy that they would probably take is Will Levis, to be honest. You know but, what? You might be right. And I again, I hate myself for this because you know how much, Josh, I'm against. If Carolina's going to trade up for a quarterback, I think they, uh, they try to talk it out with uh, – either uh, Chicago for that first or maybe Houston's even willing to uh, go back a little bit, but I don't, I don't think that Carolina trades up to get Anthony Richardson. I don't, I don't know. Dude. I, I, all I know is that, that Anthony Richardson is, is for some reason loved by every team. And I would not be shocked Mm -hmm. if this happened. Not the thing. This is the thing. Someone's going to reach for him. And I got, I got the team that reach it. That's the king of all reaches taking him in the first round. This is my thing. I tell people this. I'm not like, listen, I'm not for a Richardson. If you ask Josh, he knows that I'm probably the most anti-Anthony Richardson guy in the building. But for me, it's the idea of I'm looking at what the scenario in the NFL is right now. What do people want? Mm-hmm. And they want this. And are you willing to risk him falling? Keep falling. Like, do you think he'll fall? Are you risk missing him? So that's where I go with there. So anyways, we'll, we'll move on from there. So four is yeah. Chicago. Four is, Chicago. Four is now Chicago. Yep. And right here, uh, what was what was the biggest issue for Justin Fields last year? Not uh, having yeah, any no offensive one to throw. line help. No <laughs> or one, anyone to throw no to. No one to throw to. No one to protect him yeah, yeah. kind of a thing. So right here, uh, possibly a reach. But I love Paris Johnson Jr. as the best offensive lineman in this draft. Whoa. And a I former Justin Fields here. teammate. I did not so here, why not go ahead and grab the best here. left tackle in the draft, in my opinion, wow. for Chicago and start protecting Justin so he can maybe have wow. a third of a second longer to throw the football. What do you think, Ben? I, I, I mean, I like it, right? Like, I, I think that that's... Actually, I was going to go Jalen Carter here. I've been seeing some other mods yeah, say Carter here, but I'm like, that doesn't make stuff, sense. Yeah. That doesn't make but the also, most sense in this But scenario. also, I'll be honest with you. I have the I have the Bears taking him. 
but I do not have them taking them here. I have another trade. Oh. Yes, I'm in this weird trade mode right now. So I have, Chicago trades back again. I could yes. see that too. They're Chicago. they're just accumulating picks. Yeah. Like so, they might get two or three firsts from the Colts, and now they might they're going to get another yeah. couple firsts here in this trade. Who's moving so, up? Chicago trades back, for, and and the Atlanta Falcons trade up for mm. one man and one man only, and that's Will Anderson Jr. Okay. They trade up because they need an edge. They have no edge at all. And to get a guy, you have pits from last year, right? And you have, you have, you need an edge. You need someone on the defensive end that can set that tone. And, and we all just know what Will Anderson is. And he's still sitting there. It's a no brainer for me. It's either them move up or Seattle Seahawks would move up. Those are the two that I could see moving up to take him. I think you get the Falcons jumping just ahead of the Seahawks taking Will Anderson Jr. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, speaking of the Seahawks, they got the fifth pick here in this scenario. And this is where I have Jalen Carter going. Beefing up this the one defensive makes sense. Line. Yeah, this yeah. one makes the most sense. I, I like Jalen Carter to Seattle a lot more than uh, to Chicago. Yeah. Beef up the defensive line a little bit here. Uh, so far, at least with the Jalen Carter situation, it looks like uh, he might not be as in as much trouble as what we initially thought. We made it uh, seem like so bad. <laughs> it did. Like, I mean, at that time too, like we wanted to get it on the podcast because it was like breaking news at that we moment. But so after bad. you get to hear everything, it's like, oh yeah, it definitely wasn't the driver. Um, it looks like he's going to be cleared of everything after turning himself in yeah. and stuff. So I guess it's just a matter of uh, how much teams are going to hold that against him. Yeah. Uh, so I, at least for the moment, uh, his stock hasn't been hurting any of the mocks, and those are guys that like are really much in touch with the NFL and what GMs think. So I got Carter here going to fifth to the Seahawks. I I agree with you. I would have had him go earlier, but and even this one I was very hesitant because we don't know the length of the legal issues, and we know how the NFL is real hesitant with legal issues. So um, that's a mm-hmm. joke. Um, it's uh, it's true though. Like they wait until true, you yeah. get drafted or signed, and then they suspend you. Yeah. Instead of messed up, but um, so way, Seattle, yeah. yeah. So I have Seattle taking Jalen Carter. I think it's the most obvious choice here. If you're Seattle, like you have a, a once in a generation type talent. Um, I think if you if Will Anderson's there, you take him. But as I have in my mock draft, he's gone. So I think you take the next best defense alignment because I think I think Carter could play all four spots. You know, play nose, could play tackle, could play either end. So again, I have Jalen Carter going here, which leaves us with the lovely. Lovely, mm. you know who? Not not LA Rams. It is the Detroit Lions. Uh, by the way, by the way, just for everyone to know, that is that fifth and goal. That's Aaron Lynn's team. So they still suck, Aaron. Mm. Just so you know. Just but so they know. were not the sixth worst team in the league. That's they why I know. specify this is the Rams pick for yeah. that Matthew Stafford trade. And I could see the Lions going a lot of different ways. They got such a young and explosive offense they got some exciting young guys on the defensive line so really i don't really know where the lions go right here it seems like corner is a need and this might be a reach at six but i got christian gonzalez from oregon going here looking like possibly the top corner prospect in the draft Uh, i haven't seen anybody put him as high as six though and so that's why i'm like this is probably one that i might reevaluate and change later on but at least at the moment i'm thinking detroit corner or maybe this scenario where they trade back a little bit uh maybe get like a joey porter jr type of player maybe because joey's also one of the top corners in this draft and maybe taking him later would make more sense well but josh we are um we are on the same same wavelength for this. Uh, by the way, we have, we did not talk about this beforehand. I want everyone to know that. Like we All we right. have not. We got a Christian Gonzalez pick here too. Yes, the reason why I say this is because mm-hmm. I think the Lions are in a weird spot, right? You don't really go wide receiver because you you this is you got Amon Ross, yeah. St. Brown, you, you got Amin Jameson Ra. Williams. Yeah. It's like so they, they don't need to. It's right a little now. interesting, and they're they're fine. I think at, at you know at defensive line, offensive line, they're fine. So corner makes the most sense, and I was very hesitant to go this route, and I, I will also probably change this in the future. But I think Christian Gonzalez just makes the most the most sense. Um, in, in this in this pick, at least in my brain, they could trade back, but I've already done three trades. I I was my brain was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Christian Gonzalez here to the Detroit Lions. All right, hopefully Aaron likes that pick. He probably hates it to be honest. <laughs> Moving on to seven. Now we got the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. 
Mark Davis, the son of Al Davis, the king of taking all the combine legends. This is where Anthony Richardson comes off the board, Ben. I figured. You just, I knew it. You just I cut loose it. Derek Carr, and you're over it. here at seven, and Anthony Richardson's sitting there, and you just can't resist it. Like, man, Anthony <laughs> Richardson, Russell. <laughs> the combine freak. He can jump. He can run. He can sling it, but, but he's can't. not good at football. It yeah. doesn't matter. Let's reach. Just like we have every other year. Taking guys like Henry Ruggs, taking guys like Damon Arnett, hey. taking all these guys that are just fast. Darius Hayward Bay, like the list goes on. Well, this was, is was, the Raiders was Colin history. Farrell? Was it Colin Farrell at the fourth pick? Was it Colin Farrell or something like that? The no, Colin of, Farrell's an actor. N- not Colin Farrell. It was something Farrell, though. It was the the guy that from uh, Clemson, they picked the fourth pick, and it was like everyone confused, got so thrown off. I don't even remember his name. Huh. I don't remember. His well, name, anyway, but. yeah, another failed first rounder by the Raiders. So here you go. Here's another one coming. Anthony Richardson to the Raiders. And yeah, that's I mean, it. That, that's an interesting pick. And it I'm is actually, interesting, but it, it's like the fit, though. the history. Like this is where I see it going. And not because, like you said, with Anthony Richardson going third, because you think he's the third best player in a draft. I just think that's someone's going to someone's not going to be able to resist. And that team's yeah. usually the Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders are going to go the same wavelength on quarterback, but I'm going to have them taking Will Levis. So I have four quarterbacks going on the top seven. Um, but I think Will Levis goes, again, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Should just be a, it should be a sin. Should, should just not be allowed to go to jail for that. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> just like how I don't think he's that good. Someone said, oh, he would have started at Ohio State or Alabama. I'm like, no, he would have transferred and went to Kentucky. Remember, he got beat or out. Or I think, I think what the quote was, I heard it on Menace of Sports was if he was either at Alabama or Ohio State, he'd be a first-round pick. And they were just like, if he was at Ohio State or Alabama, he also wouldn't have started and he would have transferred to Kentucky anyway. Because exactly. he went to Penn State first, and got beat couldn't out. beat out Sean Clifford, and then had to transfer to Kentucky. So it's like, what makes them think that they could have beaten someone out at Ohio State and or I'm, Alabama? And I've never been job? sold on him as a, as a franchise guy. I don't like him. So we'll but have, have talent, gone, But it's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. The so strength, they would yeah. take him. So Makes um, sense. Raiders here. Uh, next up, uh, well, it's the Falcons. But for me, it is the uh, Bears. So the Bears for me, Falcons for right. you. Who you got here? I'm going with uh, Falcons taking Tyree Wilson. Like you mentioned earlier, the need for a pass rusher. Uh, this is the next best available. Yeah. On the clock after Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are off the board. So Tyree Wilson edge right here to the Falcons. Yeah, I have uh, here I have for the Bears. I have, like I said earlier, your pick who you had them taking earlier is good old my man Johnson. From Ohio State, and I Paris was gonna. Johnson. I was gonna go. I mean, Paris Johnson. I could. I could have went. You know, Dewan Jones just to mess with people, but no, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson is is the guy. Like it, he, to me, when people have tell me that, well, the guy from Northwestern, or some of these other guys, you know, the guy from from Georgia and stuff's better. I'm like, have you guys not seen the fact that? Paris Johnson went from guard because they just wanted to get him on the field to tackle. And it's like, he didn't skip a beat. Like this guy is a freak athlete and he's going to be a amazing, amazing player. That speaks to the athleticism. Like you said, and Taylor Luan, I heard him say this on busting with the boys show that he thinks Skronsky from Northwestern. I think that's how you say his name is the more technical polished tackle. Whereas Paris Johnson is the much more athletic, bigger, powerful kind of tackle. And like we've been saying, I, we both love Paris here to Chicago, I guess, just at different spots. Yeah, yeah, d- different spots. Yeah, best yeah, tackle sure. in the draft to me, at least. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. So number nine now, number nine on my mock draft, it is Carolina. And this is where I have Will Levis going. Interesting. I don't, I don't know if Carolina is going to go quarterback. They have a lot that they need to replace yeah. after training McCaffrey away. Uh, they – have a lot of young players on the defense, so I don't know who at this point in their mind is a flop, who uh, is being developed and is going to be a franchise guy someday. I think this is still too early to take a receiver. Um, maybe, maybe they consider taking Bijan Robinson here, but even in the top 10 for that's, a running back, that's, that's still early. That's a, that, yeah. I don't love the Will Levis pick, but NFL GMs love quarterbacks with arm talent and little football capability. So hopefully for Carolina Panthers sake, Will Levis is not the pick here, but at least at this moment, this is what makes sense in my mind. 
I wouldn't do it, but I think that this is just a prediction right now and what I think Carolina's thinking. So I might shock a lot of people with this pick. But Arizona's up for me on the clock because they, they made that trade. I had them making that trade, or Carolina made the trade with them. I have them taking Lucas Van Ness from Iowa from right Iowa. here at, right. at nine. There's been some mock drafts that have in the top 10 or like in the low teens, but I think a lot of people don't realize like I've watched this guy for Iowa and he's a freak. I mean, again, he played for Iowa, so no one watches them, but still, it he is a freak. And I think it's the perfect fit. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I just I, I think it makes the most sense, at least. I mean, you could go Tyree Wilson here, but again, I think Tyree Wilson, both guys are I think similar, but I think I like Lewis Van Ness and his 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 speed, the way he gets gets between blocks, off blocks. I just I like him a lot more uh for the Arizona type defense. I imagine that man was super disruptive in that Ohio State game earlier this season, too. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. So that takes us to 10 here. The Eagles, Eagles which is just from the Saints. Yeah. I believe this was in uh, the pick swap from last year's yeah. draft. Uh, but I guess the big need for the Eagles right now is corner. Uh, James Bradbury yeah. departing, apparently. And since Christian Gonzalez is off the board here, uh, next best corner in my eyes is Joey Porter Jr. Much yeah. earlier than what other people I think have him at, but right here at 10, it fits the need for Philly, and this is where I see them going. Dude, we are just on the roll today. I have Joey Ford Jr. as well. I, I right. think I, I wanted him to I've, I have him I either had him here or in my other one I did in my head, I had him going to the Steelers. I just think being in being in like Pennsylvania just fits him. So Yeah. And um, then the dad his dad too, uh Joey yeah, yeah. Porter being a former Steeler too makes sense. Yeah. So I have him going to the Eagles, I think you can't pass up a guy like uh, outside of Marvin Harrison. He pretty much locked down everyone. Marvin Harrison kind of walked over him, but let's be honest, who didn't Marvin Harrison walk over? Um, mm. So I, I, I could have went Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, but I, I'm not as high on Witherspoon as as many other people are. Um, so I, I like Joey Porter Jr. Uh, right here. All right. Well, that takes us to pick 11 here, uh, the Tennessee Titans. And we mentioned, we mentioned Mr. Taylor Luan earlier, I did, and he is no longer with the Titans. So perhaps this is where the Titans find his replacement and draft Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern. Fits the need. I don't know if Tennessee's going to commit to a full rebuild and trade Derrick Henry and like break it open and all that. But either way, I think uh, grabbing your cornerstone tackle here is uh the best bet regardless of which direction you go yeah I, I mean i think you know i think in their in their right mind they would love to have another high state tackle if you guys don't know piete friere from a high state last year was drafted by them he started quite a few games for tennessee and to have another high state guy on the other end in paris johnson i'm sure they would love that i've seen a lot of mock drafts of them going with broderick jones from georgia mm-hmm. I, i'm not as high on broderick jones i, I think there's still He's good, don't get me wrong, but I, I think that there's two more tackles with, um, I think, you know, obviously Paris Johnson. And I think I'm going to go here with you as well. I think Peter Skronsky, if that's how you say his name, I think Skronsky just has this like Big Ten lineman. He's built. Big Ten puts quality. out good linemen. Yeah, man. they do. Big, and, thick, white linemen. Yeah, white dudes. That play man. forever. Um, and no, that's not racist. Um, and I think it just fits here because I think, again, they – there's a reason why they let Luan go. They have a plan. And I think this is one of their plans is to go get a tackle. And I think this is the guy they go get. They tried it a few years ago when they took, uh, was it Isaiah Nelson from Georgia? And then he got cut after a year, just wasn't, uh, wasn't mentally there. Uh, so pick 12 Texans from the Browns, from the Browns, the Texans got their quarterback at pick two. Yep. I think they get him a weapon here at pick 12 and take the first wide receiver off the board. Quentin Johnson, TCU. Yes. I know you're thinking Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe, but to me, Quentin Johnson uh, is much more of a true X receiver. We've seen him, uh, I guess, be a little bit more proven at the college level. Uh, I think he can do a lot more for the offense and play a, a bigger role here. So that's why I'm going with Quentin Johnson here. We're on the right. We were on the right track there for a second. Um, but the best wide receivers coming off the board here the best wide receiver in the draft. And that is 
Jackson Smith and Jigba, and it's not even close. It's 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 not even close. Um, he hasn't ran the forty yet. Uh, I think partly is because he knew he was going against some of these dudes that are just faster than him. Like he's not he's not the he's not the yeah. blazer speed guy. But <clears throat> by the way, he did have the best cone time. He did have the best shuttle time. All um, the he, cutting. He also all caught. The he also caught almost every ball thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, this so that yeah, I have Texans taking Jasmine Jigba. Can you imagine? Uh, Young with Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot or or even on the outside. I, I just think, you know, people have been like, well, he's a slot guy. I'm like, dude, the man caught for 350 yards in the Rose Bowl. Like, I even, even when he was on the team with two first-round picks last year, they even said when with those two guys, Alave and Wilson, they both even said he was the best. And even defense coordinator said he was the best guy out there. And that's you know, talking about that's, that's some high praise. So for me, I have Justin Smith and Jigba here. I think it's going to be a great asset for them. And I think it's going to be a, a, a threat um, uh, in the long run. So yeah, that's, that's my goal. Right. Could be, I'll, I'll defend my Quentin Johnson pick a little bit. Cause I know everybody with the main Ohio state fan base is going to hate me, but Jackson Smith and Jigba's best season was when, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were on the outside and safeties had to respect the deep ball. So that opened up the middle of the field for Jackson. The 350 yard game was against Utah when they were putting backup wide receivers in the secondary because of all the injuries, opt-outs and transfers that were going on. And then we didn't get to see him do it this year as the true number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And he's been having the hamstring issues. So I'll gladly be proven wrong, but at the moment I have my doubts. Hey, you, you do you, you do you. I'll stand by my pick. I won't refute it. Like, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think that Quentin Johnson right now is a little bit better of a of a potential here. Oh, yeah, but for sure. Pick 13, the Jets. 13, the Jets. I think right now the wide receiver positions are taken care of. Yep. yep. Running back positions taken care of. The defense is ready to win a Super Bowl. Let's protect our quarterback, whether that's mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, or – Aaron Whoever Rogers. it may be, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. But uh, this is where I got uh, Broderick Jones getting taken off the board right here. Tackle from Georgia. Yeah. I like, like we mentioned earlier, we like Peter Skoronsky and Paris Johnson Jr. a lot better. But Broderick Jones isn't a bad pickup either, right here for the Jets. No, I, I have them taking Broderick Jones here too. I think he doesn't get past here. I think, again, again, I wasn't against him. I just think he wasn't maybe the top. You know, top 10-ish talent. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a perfect fit. I mean, what happened with Wilson, with Flacco last year? They were on their butt half the time. So, um, and especially if you get Aaron Rodgers, that's what he's going to want is someone to protect him. So, I think Roger Jones is the perfect fit. I, I don't know if he'll be able to play both tackles. It'll be interesting to see where they where they play him. Um, but I think it's a, it's a great fit there uh, in the long run. Mm. 14, the Patriots. Oh, this is Patriots. where I have Jackson Smith and Jigba going. That would be a that would be a Belichick pick. That it's, would be a it's very pick. unlike the the Patriots that take a wide receiver in the first round, but I just see uh not that I think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is comparable to Julian Fleming or Fleming. Wow. <laughs> Julian Edelman, excuse me, but I think he can be a much more athletic and faster version of him. I think the way that he plays football, uh, the role that he played at Ohio State is very similar to uh, what Julian Edelman does. Uh, we are, we have a head coach, just like you said, Bill Belichick likes using wide receivers like that. Not so much like the guys that go deep downfield, but he likes the guys that like do the cutting, the slants, and get open short field. Uh, those are also much easier throws for a guy like Mac Jones to make and – that's why I got Jackson Smith and Jigba going here. I think the fit would be good, uh, but I do uh, wonder if the Belichick would take a wide receiver round one. It's interesting, you know, the last time they took a receiver was Nikhil Harry, and it and that did obviously not go backfired. Well. Um, but actually, I have a. I also agree with him on a wide receiver here. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Addison uh, from USC. Now, I haven't been super high on him. When it comes to, I think, in the college game, I think he was kind of overrated at Pittsburgh, mainly because he had a really good quarterback and it was just a little bit of a, it just, the you know, it, there was a lot of factors in there. But I think he's an overall talent. He was injured a little bit this year. Um, but I like it because I think he can play inside and outside, which we know Belichick, what does he like his guys to do? Play inside and outside. Um, 
Quentin Johnson just it, to me doesn't really fit, fit necessarily the Belichick system. I mean, the last guy they really had like him was Randy Moss and Randy Moss, honestly, yeah. Um, so for me, I think Jordan Addison here is a perfect pick. A lot of people are saying this is where um, this is where Paris Johnson is going to go, and if he falls this far. That'd be insane. Shocked. I don't so, see it happening. He's yeah. not coming out of the top 10. No. So Addison will go so. here. All right. Pick 15, the Packers. They took a wide receiver in the first round last year, right, with Christian Watson? Yep. 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 I think they'll I think they help out their offense a little bit more this year, but everybody's looking for, like, the next uh, big-time tight end here, and perhaps that's Mr. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Packers get their guy, like their superhero wide receiver. We saw uh, how consistent and uh, talented he was at Notre Dame. Uh, perhaps this is a guy that uh, can talk Aaron Rodgers into staying in Green Bay just a little bit longer as well. You know, I'm going with you on the on the um, the threat. You know, the the outside threat. But I'm actually going to go with Quentin Johnson here. I'm actually going to go with back to back wide receivers taken. I think this is a mm. if you want to put a playing card in to say Aaron Rodgers if he stays right obviously if he's left yeah. then it kind of screws you over but this would be a perfect thing if Aaron Rodgers stays this way it would change for me like if Aaron Rodgers leaves then this changes for me but if Aaron Rodgers is there this is like the perfect guy oh this would be a great fit for him and for Aaron Rodgers to have a guy that you can go down through the big threat uh, I think is a perfect perfect kind of fit um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Quinn Johnson here. I think he he has shown a lot of people this year that he is legit and he's a legit top three wide receiver in this draft. That'd be that'd be a good group of uh playmakers too. Yeah. Quentin, Christian, and Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield too. Nuts. All right. Commanders at pick 16. This was a tough one for me to figure out. Yeah, this but... is for me too, yeah. Can't hurt to boost the offensive line, so I'm going with Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. Right a guard, here. wow. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much of Washington's needs right now at the moment, to be honest. I think uh, I think they're pretty good at wide receiver. I, I don't know what their play is at quarterback, but all the good ones are taken at this point anyways. Um, they got their running back with Brian Robinson, I think. Uh, they could maybe uh, go for a guy on the defensive side of the ball, too. Uh, but for now, uh, Osiris Torrance for the moment. So I was in the boat with you. I didn't really know where to go. Uh, to be honest, I don't know their needs that well. Um, but one name that kept popping in my head of, like, you always need this defensive help is Brian Branch from Alabama, uh, safety from Alabama. And I think it just makes sense for them i think in the long run to to have a guy that can um that can play i think i think he could even play in the slot if needed but it is a good safety type guy um that that can be, build your defense around uh, on the backside at least so i'm going to go brian branch uh from alabama they always got good safeties in washington it seems like whether it was they sean do. taylor or Laurent Landry, I think Landon Collins was there for a little bit, so maybe you find uh, that next marquee Washington safety here. All right, speaking of offensive line, that's the Steelers' biggest need, who's next up here, pick 17, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, best tackle available to me at this point is Darnell Wright from Tennessee, and I think this is uh, the, the best possible fit right now, but what, you're, you're giving me the look, Ben. You don't like it? See, this is where I differ with you. Um, yes, tackle's a need, but I think the tackled class is deep enough you can get a guy in the second round if need be or trade back up in the first round to get a guy. Um, I'm going to go corner because their corner depth is uh, awful and atrocious. See, I thought you were um, about to hit me with the Dewan Jones pick right here. Oh, I, I was going to. <laughs> I was thinking about it. No, um, so I'm going to go Keely Ringo from Georgia here. Again, I'm not high on Witherspoon. Many people have him in the top 10. I think Keely Ringo is better. Um, he, he's shown what he can do. So I'm going to go Keely Ringo here to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Keely would be good right here. Um, Pittsburgh. I mean, that's a, what they're known for the defense, the steel curtain. Like you got You got to get, uh, some help back there besides, uh, TJ Watt up front. So now we got the lions again. Yes, we do. And I have them. Addressing the defense again and the secondary again right here. And this is where I have Brian Branch going. Interesting. Okay. Maybe they won't do it since they took a corner with their first pick. But they got Aiden Hutchinson in here on the defensive line. And I was thinking maybe Nolan Smith right here opposite him could be 
like a fun a fun pick right here. Uh, but like I was saying earlier too, I don't know if Christian Gonzalez being at six is too high, but maybe I'll go one or the other right. Or yeah, Brian Branch right here though. Interesting pick. Um, I'm actually going with a guy that's still on my board. Um, has been on my board for a while, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, it's actually Tyree Wilson from uh, Edge from Texas Tech. I think Dude, I forgot you sitting, haven't had him taken off yeah, yet. If he's sitting there, right at at you know at let's say 18, right? If he's sitting there at 18, you got to take him, right? I think Nolan Smith is another name, or Miles Murphy, two names that could go here. But I think at the end of the day, I think Tyree Wilson, if he's still sitting there, you know, at 18. 10 picks were away from really where he should have been picked, then I think you take him here. So Tyree Wilson, I think he's a great edge rusher who I, again, I just think Van Ness is a little bit better in my mind, but he's right there at that, that third edge guy. Right. The Tampa Bay Bucks. You could go so many ways here. You could. And I guess the most popular hole on the team right now is tight end with Rob Gronkowski retiring and not being around. So they're going to grab a new tight end here. I got with uh, Dalton Kincaid from I Utah. I thought you'd go here. Yeah. yeah. I thought maybe you'd go here. Yeah. I, um, I was thinking of a deuce like wide receivers still good. Uh, defense uh, has some, ho- some holes on it for sure. I think you could fix the offensive line a little bit. could go a lot of different ways here, but at least for the moment I got Kincaid here. I, I'm also going to go tight end. Um, I was either thinking tight end. Or I was also thinking defensive line help or, or you know, or, or something like that, or even DB help because they need some help in DB as well because they, they're really uh, not as strong in, as the D, in their DB core. Um, but I'm going to go I'm going to go uh, Meyer from uh, – I'm saying that right. Michael yeah, Meyer. Meyer. Yeah, Michael Meyer yeah, from Notre Michael Dame. Meyer, Meyer, um, one of them. I've also seen people that don't have Meyer or Kincaid going, but they have Washington there – Instead of those two guys, I think Washington I secured himself a first raw. round status with but the he's combine. Too raw, though I think he's still too raw. A little raw, to. but the the size, man, yeah. and I mean now that's gonna like talk teams into yeah. taking him. I so think. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Meyer, Meyer here because I think it's a it's the right pick. Again, this could change um, depending on what's gonna happen. So Meyer right there at 19. All right, pick 20 then. Sticking with tight ends, and we just were talking about this man, Darnell Washington. I think right here you can get a little bit of help on that offensive line as well with how big he is. Like he can, yeah. maybe if he's not ready in the pass game yet, uh, he can at least help out a little bit and pass pro too for uh, Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Get your $50 million uh, for next season quarterback, another weapon, uh, raw or not. But you got DK out there, you got Lockett out there, now you got Darnell Washington out there. Yeah, you know, I, I was interested. I was trying to think of where I was going to go with this, uh, making a note to myself to change this probably later. Um, but uh, I think for me, uh, I, I I'm I might stick on the defensive end, uh, defensive defense side of the ball. Um, I know I had them picking Jalen Carter earlier. I'm thinking, why not sure up that defensive line? Nolan Smith sitting there, and I think that is a mm-hmm. that seems like a Seattle pick, someone that's a freak. Um, ex- explaining uh, DK Metcalf and. You know, I think Washington's a great figure too. That that might end up being my guy in the future. I don't know. But for me, Nolan Smith is a perfect fit for this team. Have him off the edge. You have Jalen Carter in the middle. That's a that's kind of a scary one two combo right there, uh, if they turn out so. Very much. And two Georgia guys, if you didn't realize. <laughs> right. Um, so twenty one was the Dolphins, but they're forfeited, forfeited yep. pick, I believe, for uh the tampering with Tom Brady incident. So Moving on. Now we got the Chargers on the clock. And just yes. with all the injuries and I guess you've had with Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams, I think they uh, they go receiver right here, get Justin Herbert another weapon. And this is where I got uh, Jalen Hyatt coming off the board right here. Wide receiver from Tennessee. I think that uh, definitely a first-round pick. And I like Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba better. So that's why I got Hyatt going right here. Um, it's like it, they, I, I think they're cutting Cleo Mack loose, or I've heard uh, talks about that. So there's a lot of edges that we've been talking about that they yep. can take right here. But I think Hyatt's going to be a little tempting right here for uh, for them. Well, you you said uh, you said that uh, they were going to go edge, right? Or you said they could go edge. They could go edge. Um, and I can see it. I, I, that's where I'm leaning towards. Um, I think you need to have someone outside of Joey because let's be honest, Joey Bosa 
his brother plays right down the road. And if you have another bad year, do not be shocked if Joey Bosa decides when his contract ends, I'm going to go play with my brother and I want to play in San Francisco. So to keep him happy, to keep him happy, you bring in a guy and I'm going to say you bring in a Miles Murphy type who many think go in the top 12, top 11. I think Miles Murphy is, again, another guy that is just he can play. I think he can play inside if he need him to, but he's mainly an outside guy. We've seen what he can do at Clemson. He was a freak, a havoc ever since his freshman year. And um, so I'm going to go Miles Murphy here to the uh, Chargers. I think it's a, it's a perfect pick, uh, which then leads us into the Baltimore Ravens, which, again, with everything going on with the Baltimore Ravens, this could be a very interesting pick. You do. And I think regardless if you're keeping Lamar or if uh, Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley is taking over, you oh, need that up. man. Shut up. <laughs> shut up right now. Do not say that. It drives me insane. When you look up Tyler Huntley on Wikipedia, stop. it says one-time stop. Pro Bowler, Ben. Just stop, okay? So everyone everyone has to be a, live a lie every once in a while, okay? He's just living his lie. <laughs> Either way, the Ravens have not had luck at drafting wide receivers. No, they have not. They're in a situation. They definitely need a wide receiver, though. This is true. Maybe this is uh, when Jordan Addison comes off the board here in my draft. Oh, I forgot. You don't have him yet. I've, I haven't had, had him had going, so it's like he's got to be going right here. The... The needs definitely there in Baltimore. Like what yeah. I don't know any quarterback that could be having success with this offense outside of Mark Andrews. Like Rashad Bateman's all you really got. Yeah. It, for me, I, I agree with you. I think they do go wide receiver here. I was be debating between Josh Downs from North Carolina and Jalen Hyatt. I again I'm a, I agree with you on Jalen Hyatt. I, I'm very high. I'm high on his the things that he could do, right? Like, I think there's still a lot of things for him to work on. Um, but I think Jalen Hyatt, you, you see him if you're the Ravens and you're like, ooh, that is nice. Whatever we mm-hmm. can have to add with the room, right? So Jalen Hyatt goes here to Baltimore. I think it's a great pickup. And if you have Jackson or you don't, it's still a great pickup, I think, either way. It's a, it's a quality hi- pick. Hashtag high on Hyatt. Wow. That, that is that one. That is Taking bad. that and running that with it. Bad. That is bad. All right. uh, Speaking of bad jokes here, um, Vikings on the clock next. I think you look all around the offense. There's not really any issues, but I think the key to fixing their issues could be drafting key Lee Ringo right here at corner. Dude, just stop, man. Just just stop. Dude, you, I had to do it, man. I just thought of it on the spot after that. You didn't like the high on Hyatt all that much. So man, you're 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 reaching. Stupid out. jokes aside, though, um, I think I'm, I think the I'm Vikings shocked. definitely go I think the Vikings go defense here. I don't know where at though, but Ringo seems to be the best defensive player available on the board in my draft. Maybe they'll take a corner here, maybe not, but no, I, I agree. I, I think a lot of people have um, Witherspoon being the the second best corner. Many people do, and right they now do. I've had. Let me uh, see. I've I'm had not feeling one, it yet. Let's see. I've had one, two. I only had two go off the board. Three. Maybe I only had two. I don't remember two or three. I, I can't tell from my list here. But anyways, I, I just think Witherspoon. He's a guy that he's been around. He's a senior, right? So he's been around a while. Um, I was thinking about going Deontay Banks from from Maryland. I was thinking about yeah. going, uh, you know, a few different areas. But again, I just think Witherspoon. He's still sitting there after many people thought he'd go to the end of the top ten or early teens. So I'm going to go Witherspoon uh, to Minnesota. Um, played in Illinois, kind of that same geographic area. So I'm going to go Witherspoon there. Will Witherspoon? W- yes. That's who I got going next here at 24 to the Jags. You mean 25 to the Jags? Well, technically it's 24 if we're skipping the 21 of the Dolphins. Well, and calling I'm the trying Chargers to be 21 instead of 22. Just trying to be correct. The 24th man off the board oh, will be Will Witherspoon. <laughs> Jeez. Do you think that's what they need the most, though? Do you think Jacksonville needs that the most? I don't think they need any offensive skill. They don't. I think they them taking, uh, what's his name, Trayvon Walker first last year, right? Yeah. So they're not, I don't think they're going to address the edge anymore. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know everything that Jacksonville needs off. I mean, you could go to the default, like never wrong, draft an offensive line help right here. Yeah. Um, but Witherspoon's kind of like, okay, well, he's being projected he's top good, 10. Yeah. I don't feel like that, but maybe like best available players kind of situation right here. I'm thinking. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm also thinking, you know, what do they need? What, what can they do? Um, how about protect, um, Trevor Lawrence protect Trevor that, Lawrence that, to me, good. um, protect him. And, uh, this is where I have Dewan Jones, the behemoth, the man of the hour, the man of the combine, the biggest head, the biggest arms, the biggest hand, mm. like this dude is just a mammoth, right? What do they call him? They call him, um, Thanos, right? Big Thanos. Dewan Jones is coming off the board here and many people for, for, for weeks and actually for the last few years are saying, Oh, he's maybe a third round pick. Maybe he'll squeak in the second round. We've even said that maybe he'd be a second round pick. He went there and showed, by the way, he ran a, he ran a 40 that people are like, well, he only ran like a five, three, I think it was like a five, one or five, two, four, 40. I'm like, think about this guys, six, eight, two, seven, three, 70 running a five second, 40 yard dash towards you. You're getting out of the way. It's it, it's just, you are right. So um, I think he is still a little raw, but to be honest, I watched him protect CJ Stroud. He is a guy that you go out and get and you can develop. And I think Trevor Lawrence would love to have a guy who's six foot eight next to him stand there blocking his uh, blind side. That might be a, a pick that I uh, change later on, but right now where I got Dewan Jones, I really like, but Interesting. It doesn't matter where I like, especially if it's later in the draft, if it fits a need earlier. Yeah, yeah. So 25, the Giants, uh, they just cut Kenny Galladay, and they didn't really have any good wide receivers anyways. So I think this is uh, a time where they go and maybe get a guy like Zay Flowers. Oh, Zay Flowers, that's an interesting one. I a name that I've been hearing a lot more buzz around uh, since the combine and stuff, someone that I didn't necessarily see coming as a first-round pick, yeah. but uh, starting to get to see some hype around him and maybe a – Ends up uh, squeaking in late in the first round of the Giants and filling a need right there for your new $40 million a year quarterback. That's just mind-boggling to me that that man's worth $40 million. Um, it It is an interesting pick, uh, and I agree with you on the wide receiver. I'm actually going to go Josh Downs here from North Carolina. Uh, I really like his upside. I think Josh Downs is going to be one of the very underrated wide receivers in this group. Um, his brother, obviously, is also a beast. Um but Josh Downs, I think, is just going to be a guy who played with a good quarterback, so we know he could play when you have a good quarterback. And I think it's just a guy they need. They need someone that can go out and, and catch some balls and, and give Daniel Jones a chance. And I think Josh Downs is that guy. So that's where I'm going to go with for the good old Giants. Mm. 26 Dallas Cowboys. Oh boy, they're going to ruin it anyway. Dallas is just one of those teams every year where it seems like they really don't have any needs because like no. they got superstars everywhere no. and just can't figure out how to win for some reason. But no. uh, really, a a big name that they're losing, or I guess possibly losing, Leighton Vander Esch, a linebacker, uh, one of the big free agents right now. And if they don't keep him, maybe they just uh, decide to fill that need in the draft and go and get a guy like Drew Sanders from Arkansas. That's uh, one of the bigger names I'm seeing at linebacker right here. And since Micah Parsons is kind of like a hybrid, playing the edge, playing linebacker, you can kind of move him all around. Uh, maybe you make him a little bit more of a permanent spot in the defensive line or on the outside at least, and then you make Sanders uh, kind of like more your inside guy kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I, I was trying to think of what else they could need. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you know how they're lining? Because I had two guys I put names down here, and I, I'm going to switch around. Yeah, they're, the Dallas offensive line always seems good, but I think I don't think it's as good as it's been in years yeah. past, like when they this first is, got Dak. Yeah, this is where I have Osiris Torrance, I believe his name is. I yes, have him that's who down. I had earlier going to Washington. Because I think here makes sense. He's guard. I don't know if he can play tackle or not. Um but I think it's a it's a perfect place that, you know, you have some older linemen that you can kind of move your way out of and you have a guy that I think you can put in there. Again, it could go other ways, but I, I just think I like uh, Osiris Torrance right here, which is the weirdest. I feel like his last name should be his first name and the first name should be the last name, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, we're reaching the end, close to the end here. We got uh, the bills on the clock now. And this is also a pick that I might change, but it's just kind of like fit to me and a uh, best available player kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson. Right now you're using a running game with Devin Singletary and James Cook, which isn't bad. Like the Bills, I think, have mostly been like a running back by committee kind of organization lately. But 
you already got, I think, pretty solid uh, weapons outside. You know, your Diggs, your uh, Gabe Davis, your Dawson Knox at tight end, Josh Allen at quarterback. Uh, Bijan's also solid in the pass game, too, so you could use him there and uh, maybe uh, find a guy that you can uh, consistently rely on to, I guess, be a threat in the running game because, like, James Cook and Devin Singletary are, I mean, we know that they're a threat in the pass game, but I don't know if there's so much a threat in the run game, and maybe Bijan Robinson could be that guy. I don't know. Yeah, that that's a that I, I I actually it's tough because like I feel like Bijan Robinson's first round talent, but we've also seen teams uh, not really care about running backs in the first round all that much. Or if so, it's like much later in the draft. I mean, usually. look at look at look at Chubb. Chubb was a second round pick, so right. Um, for me, actually, that made me think. Nah, I want to rethink it, but no, I'm going to go here with Buffalo. I think they need help on the offensive line. I think they they need some need some guys at tackle, maybe or even guard, but. Um, I think to protect Josh Allen, even though he doesn't really protect himself, but um, I think um, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go maybe a shocker to you, but I'm going Darnell Wright. I know you had him off the board really early. I'm going to go Darnell Wright here. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Darnell Wright here. Um, I think it's a, it's a perfect fit here for Buffalo. Um, a guy that is very talented that you can get all the way at the end of the first round. I think it's a perfect slot for, for these guys. Sweet. Yeah, offensive line could definitely be a way to go for Buffalo, too, here. We got the Bengals next, and they definitely need some offensive line help, too. And this is why I was Wait, wait, wait hold with... on, hold on. Jared said it was fixed, remember? Jared came on and said it was fixed. Well. Right, Jared? Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't. The eye, the, I don't know, man. The eye test is telling me otherwise, man. But either way, this is what I was talking about with Fit earlier. Dewan Jones staying in Ohio, that going would, to Cincinnati. That would... Okay, now I like that actually, even though I hate but the Bengals. There's the need earlier, so it's like that would make more sense. Yeah. But I li- I like Dewan Jones staying in Ohio, playing at Cincinnati. Like there's a there's some uh some former Buckeyes over there that have done really well, and uh, maybe he could be that next dude. Um, so that, that's why I got Dewan Jones going here. But like I said, could be a rising stock just because of teams ahead. Yeah, maybe need to tackle a little bit more. Josh, what is the one position of the skill positions that the Bengals struggle having? Consistent. The skill position they struggle having consistently? Yeah. Tight end? Tight end. And that is a correct answer. You win 100. No, I'm kidding. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> no. And this is where I have the big man, the rising star, Darnell Washington. I think you put him right. in that offense. Just imagine him in the middle of that that field and then you have the two guys on the outside that is that is a scary offense and yes i will admit that even when yeah. the Bengals have a scary offense um they've, it would be very they've scary. given it some shots man in the past with uh jermaine gresham and tyler eifert and it's just like injuries have yeah really really hurt their tight ends in the past and that's a good i like the fit there too i'm I'm even thinking too dude like i was just talking about Bijan robinson what if uh the situation with joe mixon like le- unfolds yeah, exactly. and leads to Bengals cut and maybe Bijan robinson goes to cincinnati then that's true but, but yeah this is 1.0 though a lot of things to think about still and maybe some more dominoes will fall and make things more obvious like last year when we saw first round picks getting traded left and right and we had like different orders every yeah, week we because did. of that yeah that was crazy <laughs> Um, the Saints now at 29. Yep. You can see them going a lot of different ways here. I think offense is pretty set with Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, you know. So yep. let's uh let's beat the defensive line up a little bit and go and get a guy like Mozzie Smith here. That's what I'm thinking. You mean the guy that had him- a, you mean that guy had a gun? <laughs> the guy that had a gun, yeah. That dude. But I've been seeing a lot of people still project Mozzie late first round. I think that's about what he was being projected before anyways. And just like Jalen Carter's situation, uh, we haven't seen that affect him too much. And at least for the moment, it doesn't seem like that's affecting Mozzie's stock too much. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people go with the defensive line look, and and I'm going to go there too. Um, but I'm not going to go on the edge. I'm not going to go with the interior. I'm going to go on the edge. So I'm going to go um, BJ Ulalari, Ujulari, Uju. Ojulari, yes, BJ Ojulari from LSU. Um, his stock's kind of rising right now. Uh, many people have him in the low twenties. Um, I think I don't think he's that good, but I think he's a very good first round talent. Um, that I think the the Saints would jump at to have a guy like that. It keeps him in. He's from LSU. It keeps him in in Louisiana. Kind of that storyline type thing. Uh, I think yeah, it's a great fit like with Dewan staying in Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got the Eagles coming up. 
Um, I do know that uh, they don't have a ton of needs, but Brandon Graham's getting older. Been hearing they yeah. might depart with him. He's 35. Uh, going get an edge right here. Uh, this is where I have Nolan Smith coming off the board here. And to me, Nolan Smith didn't have all the production in college. He did have the injury, though, this year. So I guess you can cut him a little bit of slack there. But performed really well at the Combine. Um, some people have him going as high as like the top 10, and I don't think he's that good. But could see him maybe being late first round because of the the really good Combine. Yeah, join I, I, his former teammate Jordan Davis on the defensive line. Yeah, I, I've been trying to figure out who would go here, and it, it's tough, man. Because it's like you look at the Philly offense; it's like they don't need anything here. And you yeah. look at the Philly defense, and it's like outside of like that corner replacing Bradbury, it's like the roster is as close to perfect as most. Yeah, I had them either going Deontay Banks here from Maryland at mm-hmm. corner. Um, but I also have them possibly going with, uh, so I have a, a two combination, but I'm going to pick it now. I have them more going with Tuli, Tu. I don't know how to say his name, Tuli, Tuli, Potoloto, whatever from USC defensive end from USC D lineman D defensive end. You got to look him up, don't you? Cause you can't even remember who he is. Um, I, I've always heard his name in, in, in whenever people talk about pack 12, things like that. Um, and you he, and the thing is, a lot of people say the Browns are going to get him like in the second or third round. Um, but hey, I'm throwing one out there right now. Tuli, I can't say his name. I'm going to call him Tuli. Tuli, that's what we're going to call him. Tuli, that's who I have going there. Um, again, they're losing some edge guys, but this guy playing defensive end, defense tackle, I think it just makes sense. Um, but again, there's so many guys that could go here. And I, the other guy I was thinking of, and you might know this guy, was Derek Hall from Auburn. That was the yes. other guy I was thinking of. So I almost threw him in my first round yeah. too. So these are the two guys that I was thinking of. Um, but I'm gonna go Tuli uh uh Tuli Pulatilla, whatever his name is. Um yeah, that's who I'm gonna go there. So last pick right. of the first round. Last pick here, we got the Chiefs, and this initially confused me reading mock drafts and seeing everyone having them put in or pick an edge here. And I'm like, why? You got Frank Clark and Chris Jones, but they're letting Clark go. So there's the glaring need there on the defensive line. And we know that Kansas City is really good at rushing the passer. They love to do that. So you had this guy going off the board much earlier than I did, but I don't think he falls out of the first round. Luke Van Ness, Iowa. Oh, I, oh, I forgot you had Luke Van Ness still on there. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that's that actually is where I th- I'm going to go as well. Um, but I'm going to go with the guy I just mentioned, Derek, Derek Hall. Hall. I think Derek Hall goes here. Um, so I have two um, – Two guys going back to back. I Thule will probably change. That was just more of a I didn't know what to do with that pick. And so I went <laughs> with the guy that sounded So let's go with the guy whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did. Um, but that is yeah, so that is our that is our mock draft one That is mock one Hopefully not as much of a train wreck as last year's. It they were they were really bad. Um, I really but, feel good about like my top ten and then after that, not so much. I feel good about my top fifteen. After top fifteen, it just last year we didn't even know who like the first pick was going to be, and that was throwing us all off a lot because it's like depending on who you put it first, that could affect the order of like everything after that. It's like I think we got a much more uh, better idea of maybe not who's going to be first, but like it's very limited to like a couple people. Yeah, it's so we're I, not like juggling six or seven guys that could be going here. Yeah. Like last year we were like, is it gonna be Evan Neal? Is it gonna be Trayvon Walker? Is it gonna be Aiden Hutchinson? Is it you know, like we yeah. there's so many guys that it could have been. No, and I think again, I want people to know, like, yes, you might disagree with most of our picks. Please live in the comments what you disagree with. Disagree and that's with okay. all of it. That's okay, because to be honest, like I, I saw Josh's face when I said who's going thirty one. Like it, it those that's what makes these picks so great because I was shocked when I saw people putting certain guys at like nine or eight that just doesn't make sense. But that's what's fun about these mock drafts, uh, and it's really super exciting. So I'm interested to see what happens here in the next week or so. We'll probably update these probably every two weeks um, or so. It will. Josh and I are still just figuring that out um, because we don't want to do it every week because obviously so much is going to change. But once like plus you know, it's pro a lot day, more fun to talk yeah. about college basketball and other things. That is true. Once pro day comes, then obviously we'll keep updating, and we'll probably have two or three of these mock drafts before the final. In free mock agency, draft. we're going to see teams maybe fill some of these needs in free agency yes. units like oh they don't need that now yes so we'll, we'll so. have a like we'll have a final mock draft that probably a couple days before the actual draft happens and then we will let you know 
you know, obviously what you thought of it as well. Um, Josh, is there any final fun things you want to talk about before we end the show for the day? What, what's your thoughts here? Um, nothing like fun necessarily. Just, uh, I guess if we're looking for people to comment, go ahead and comment who each of our biggest reaches are here in this draft. Oh yeah. And that's good. Some of those are like by design too. Like I think Anthony Richardson at seven is a huge reach or here. At even at three for you, like that's a reach. It's not necessarily because we think he's good there. It's just that's what we think teams are going to do. Um, Christian uh, Gonzalez was who I like intentionally had as like a big reach because yeah, I was like it fills yeah. a need, but I don't know if he's the sixth best player in the draft kind of thing. So yeah, let's. I love that kind of discussion. So let's see who uh, the biggest reaches are. Biggest reaches, and then also let us know like what you think of like teams, what they're doing the off season. So you know where will Aaron Rodgers end up? We obviously saw Derek Carr going down to New Orleans. We saw Geno Smith. By the way, we can just talk about the fact that he's going to make fifty two. Going the fact that he's going to make fifty two million next year, Josh, is just mind boggling to me. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of those things, obviously, that we we could talk about and and spend time on, which we will. Um, and again, also March Madness. I know we didn't really touch on March Madness today. Sorry, basketball fans, but we really wanted to get the mock drafts out uh, of the way. Got to get but, that out of the way. The biggest we'll thing too, all the attention to the tournament yeah. next time. And that's the thing is, we'll try to get an episode out hopefully before the whole tournament starts. Um, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out, or at least until after the first few games are started. But basically, what we'll do is if if we don't get the episode out then we'll maybe do like our own we'll do our own brackets and we'll then share those on our story you can follow us at baseline.podcast on instagram um where you'll see our brackets and then who will win slash whatever combination i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but it's gonna be fun i always love it um my wife did better than both josh and i last year so if that says anything um it 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 just shows how bad it was last year, but we will see that next week. We'll talk about it next week and cover all those ends and outs as we go on. But Josh, it is spring. It's craziness. We love it. We're, we're excited to bring you more content as the summer comes along, even more content with baseball and all these other things. Um, spring football, by the way, has started, which we didn't even talk about college football, spring football started. So it's a great time to be a sports fan. And if you've loved this episode of the, of the podcast on YouTube, then make sure you give us a nice thumbs up. Let us know what you think. Like you said, comment below what you think, because we are always not right. Um, but uh, no, that's why, that's why we do this. We love doing this. We're super excited to see what you guys think as well. And then also, if you go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, and just give us you know a couple star rating, let us know what you think, share it with your friends and family. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. And um, yeah, let's have a good weekend. Uh, and as always, we'll see ya.